not going to say anything about how great that <laughs> yeah, jingle was because you won't let me. You won't let me talk about the <laughs> no beautiful jingle. No more jingle jokes. Okay, no more jingle jokes from now on. Okay, yeah. Okay, we'll see how we go. People are going to stop listening, Sam. <laughs> not to the jingle though. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Love Your City podcast here with Letitia Shelton. Sam Jackson's my name. Um, it's great to be with you. Again, we're in partnership with Movement Day Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can jump on the website, movementday.com.au. Jump on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. l- watch the videos, read the posts, yeah. get in touch with Movement Day across the yeah. world. Get the t-shirt. Grab the, is there, are there t-shirts? I'm uh, not sure, actually. I think you get a we'll t-shirt. We'll make one up. We'll make one. Yeah. That'd be good. Were. Movement day. I got moved at movement day. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's bad. Um, it's. It, I think it's ironic I that... I could uh, make a joke. Move, move, yeah, no, <laughs> avoid. Move, movement day, and yet it's a two-day conference. Yes. It should be called movement days. Anyway, <sighs> there's more we could say about movements. Um, yes. Today, we're going to talk about Letitia. Okay, so... We're talking about love your city. Mm. Now, that that's a big call. That's mm. a big thing when you think of your city. And we're, we're in a, a relatively small city in the context of our country and, yep. and probably the world. I remember when we were yep. in Movement Day in New York, mm. um, a guy from Mumbai got up and they're in a city that's as big as our country that's in terms it. of population. So um, <laughs> for someone living in some of our capital cities, they're going, love your city. Like, yeah. this is far too big for me. Yeah. I, I hope today we can talk about breaking it down and how do you start a gospel movement um, or how do I love my city uh, in my context? Yeah. What, where do I start in terms of loving? And I want to use the word place. So mm. what's my place? Mm. Where, where has God placed me? Um, and I'm talking 24-7. I'm not just talking about the church they're involved in. I'm Absolutely. talking about their workplace, where they're studying, uh, where you're going street. to school, their street, yeah. uh, their social club, their sporting club, mm-hmm. the coffee shop they go to regularly, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pub they go to regularly, whatever else. Um, and so yeah. how can I start to love my place? Because I love the idea. I love the concept. I love the podcast. I love the jingle. But <laughs> I don't know where to start. I hope we could talk about that yeah, today yeah. and hopefully give some ideas and some inspiration to those who are thinking that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I've got a few thoughts. Mm. And we've got a few thoughts. The, the first thing I think that's important is to identify your place. It's, it seems really obvious. Yeah. But I think there's so much around this whole idea of calling that you know we've talked about myths you know in our first few episodes so far yeah a big myth is that it's only the pastors or the missionaries that are called yep. and my job if I'm not a pastor or a missionary is just to fund those yeah. things yeah we got to we got to break that down Absolutely. if if you're here it is today if you're a follower of Jesus you are called yeah you and are you're called a, you're a missionary and you don't have to go overseas and pay $6000 to go to Africa is that how much you're you paying can, to go to Africa <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Um, you can. Right. It's for free. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in some in some contexts, they actually pay you to go there. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you if if your place is your workplace, yeah, they pay you to go there. It doesn't cost you anything. You actually make money from being a missionary. There you go. Yes, we, you make you can make a profit from absolutely. being a missionary. Anyway, yes. we won't go. We won't go too much more into that. So the identify your place and start mm. to see to, to to bring a more serious tone to this. Start to see that your place is exactly where you've being called by God to be. Yeah. We were talking in, in preparation for this episode that used to work at Kmart and yeah. I used to work at Australia Post. Yeah. And and the truth is, even though you and I, we both said we didn't feel it at the time or think of this at the time, and that's sort of the problem we're identifying, mm. God called you to Kmart and me to Australia Post as much as he called us to serve as CEO of City Women and mm. Senior Pastor of the Baptist Church here in Toowoomba. Yeah, definitely. And mm. yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't know it back then. Mm. Um, and I just did my checkout job and yeah. um, didn't think anymore. Didn't even pray for the place yeah. half the time. And and let's let's get to a time now where we start 
helping yeah. people. Like oh. if someone had got alongside yourself or alongside me and said, hey, I know you're at Bible college and that's why you took the job at Australia Post to work yeah. night shift. Um, but God's called you there and he has a He has purpose there. Yeah. He loves He loves those people you work with. He loves Australia Post and he wants to see his kingdom come and your, your place there for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got to empower our people. Absolutely. Hmm. So the first thing, if you're thinking, how do I start, is to identify your place. What, yeah. what, what is the place and see that you are called there and start, which is the second point, start hmm. to pray into that. So hmm. identify and then pray. Yeah. What, what, what do prayers look like for those who are in their place what's the what are some of the prayers yeah oh i mean i think you want to pray god give me a heart uh, yep. for this place yep. um i think also finding just listening to the people around you mm. um, that you're working with um, and how yeah. can i pray for them and i was That's in good. south africa a few years ago where i heard a story of a lady who felt called to us well she was in her street and she knew she needed to do something mm. so she set up a red mailbox separate from her new usual one red mailbox on her fence she sent out a letter to everyone in her street and said, if you have prayer needs, put them oh, anonymously wow. in this mailbox. Okay. And they did. Yeah. And she began to pray and things began to change. That's great. Um, so, so simple. Yep. And that's identifying her place as yep. a street and then and starting to pray. You know, I think um, when I think back again to Australia Post, I, I as a job, I hated it. <laughs> you know, a lot of sickies were chucked. <laughs> that's an yeah. Australian phrase. Um I'm assuming we might have yeah. some international oh. listeners, maybe. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I didn't like working there. And if someone had a set come along and said, you know, God calls you, I'm, I'm, well, God's being pretty mean to me at the moment, you know. And I think there'd be some who'd be thinking that. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, it's I, I, just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. So I think the, you, it was really strategic prayer you highlighted then is God, change my heart. Give me a heart mm. for this place. Mm. Help me to see that even though I might not like it, and even though I might not be here forever, you've got mm-hmm. me here now. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a really powerful prayer is God, what are you doing here? Because mm. God's at work, you know. That, yeah. That's the thing. Like, we we think already. God starts working when we start working. No, mm. God, God's already working. What are you doing here in the place that you've called me to be? And where do I fit in? Yeah. What do you want me to do? And and just give me give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Yeah. And you know, I love what you said. Start listening to the people you're rubbing shoulders with and thinking mm. about how you can pray mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Yeah. So Huge. identify and yeah. pray. Uh, the next thing uh, that we, we, we thought was gather others. You know, it's, it's interesting that... Um, if you start to look around and, and you, I think people will know the other followers of Jesus that are in their workplace or in their school or in their street you, you or whatever You hope else. it would be obvious, but it mm. not always is. No. Um, and we had a guy in our church who works at local hospital yeah. and he, uh, a few months ago, I was just chatting to him one Sunday and he said, I'd love to start a prayer meeting. Mm. Uh, only one or two have been coming. I, there must be heaps of Christians um, in this hospital, but just didn't know how to find them. And he was struggling and I just encouraged him to step up and take leadership and start a Facebook page, Brilliant. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. um, and Facebook's brilliant that yeah. way. But, yeah. you know, he... Um, started gather, finding out a few yeah. more and yeah. then they know a few others and last night um, I saw on their Facebook page more have joined and um, now there's a group of them yeah. joining for prayer each week praying um, for the hospital yeah, yeah praying so for the good. hospital yeah. yeah absolutely you know I think when I think about I think when I think about uh, not not being able to identify the other Christians in your workplace I can't help but think it's because mm. of the way we do church yeah and we, we we say, well, that's my church and that's your church. And that's where my place of ministry is. Yeah, It's not here. I only mm. come here to make money to give to the church. Mm-hmm. So we don't have anything to do with each other. You, you're, you're, you're a Pentecostal. I'm a Baptist. So yep. what do we have in common anyway? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and you, you, you freak me out a bit 
mm-hmm. um, with with the language you use or whatever mm-hmm. else. These are the, these are the barriers we need to break down as church leaders. Yeah, and and yeah, and even as church people, I mean, you know, maybe we don't want to pray with the Catholics because they're mm. so different. But we've got to get uh, we've got to gather around. Um, well, Jesus, yeah, first of totally. all, yeah. um, and not talk about our disagreements. Let's we're here for the hospital and there's sick yeah. people and we need to pray for it Absolutely. Uh, and not have yeah. theological discussions. Uh, and we've just got to get bigger than all our little issues. That's great. I, I love that because it's it's not just gathering with others just to you know, hang out. It's yeah. gathering with others around the cause of Jesus yeah. in that place. So, yes. so you're gathering around what you have in common rather than coming together to have theological discussions That's about what it. you disagree on. Yep. It really, it's, not just, it's not just a typical small group meeting in a workplace. Mm-hmm. It's no, we're here because we long to see we, we love our place yep. and we long to see the kingdom of God impact here. That's, yep. that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned there another little sub point, uh, the use of social media. I think mm. that's really important, mm. um, you know, as a place where people can, can digitally gather. Yep. So getting word out that, you know, this is happening. And, and, and even as you, you, like at the hospital, they gather once a week, yep. you can put out prayer requests through the week and that's it. people in the group and all that sort of thing. That's what they're doing. And I mean, for instance, they started their page um, they didn't know how to get more people, so I posted on our gospel movement Toowoomba, yeah. and then people tagged their friends who they know oh, who yeah. work at that yeah. hospital, and we've just—it's um, just—it's awesome. And that's—it's a gospel movement. Yeah, you know, it's—it's um—it's this breaking down. Uh, you know, we talk about—I uh, love this as a feature of Movement Day as well. For a long time, and 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 for for many nations, for for many Western nations in particular, we talk about. Let's take our nation for Jesus. Mm. Let's we want to win the nations. Mm. God, we ask for the nations. You'll never take a nation if you don't break it down to cities, yeah. towns and cities. Yep. And you'll never take a town or city if you don't break it down into place. Mm. And so, you know, the hospital is a place within a city. And so the the, the, the Christians and the followers of Jesus at Toowoomba Base Hospital um, uh, are praying for the kingdom to come there. Yeah. I mean, even that language of take, you know, yeah. we've talked about that. I don't really like take the nation. We want to bless <laughs> the nation we want to serve mm. the nation all that mm. sort of thing and so mm. um breaking it down into places i think is really important mm. and uh, and that's a great example and there's a gospel movement happening yeah the, the, the beginnings of a gospel movement at, at the hospital it's exciting it's brilliant um i've got one more mm. we've got one more and that is to take a posture of serving yeah you know i think um I think we we feel that we need to work jesus into every conversation that's the only way that god uses us in our workplace yeah. But what, what does it look like to take the posture of a servant? Yeah. Uh, I had a lady call me about two months ago, exasperated at her um, workplace where she's <laughs> at a place here in Toowoomba. Uh, they know she's a Christian. They're persecuting her. They're mocking mm. her. Mm. Uh, it's, they've just made life really tough for her. And she yeah. was just like, help. And um, anyway, I didn't help too much, I don't think. But then God spoke to her and um, told her just to go in there and start loving Great. the people. Yeah. So rather than, she just used to walk in there, close a the door and just do her work. But yeah. now she walks in and hugs them and engages with them. And um, they're still looking at her a bit weird, but she says it's changing the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think just, yeah, rather than thinking about my rights and they're not looking after me, yeah, what can yeah, I yeah. do to bless them? Mm. It's tempting, isn't it, to, to fight for your rights and yep. to fight for your workplace rights, but it seems to be more Christ-like to actually take that posture of servant. Yeah. I remember hearing a story out of the UK that's just a great one um, of a lady who worked in a workplace, she's a follower of Jesus, and there was this really cranky co-worker, she's cranky with everyone, rude to everyone, all that sort of yeah. thing. And one day she overheard her making, trying to make a cup of tea or a coffee or something and, and heard her say to herself, but this, this 
uh, co-worker heard her say, oh, there's no damn chamomile tea in this place or something like that. Probably <laughs> yes. a few more expletives. So this 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 woman, this follower of Jesus, yeah. who has the posture of a servant, decided, and, and in her break, she went out and went across to the local shop, yeah. bought some chamomile tea, brought it back yes. in, made a cup made a cup of tea for this woman, took it to her and said, I overheard you, Here, here's a cup of chamomile tea. Yeah. And it completely broke down this woman. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, yeah. she didn't break down, but it completely <laughs> yeah. let the guard down. And, and yeah. wow, what a... What a ridiculously simple, ordinary thing to do yeah. and yet so profoundly powerful. Yeah. You and I were in a meeting this week where we heard rather a, a, a businesswoman of a large business, I was going to mm. say a large businesswoman, <laughs> which is not large, um, talk about a Christian in her business who is mm. just always walking around talking about prayer and over-spiritualizing yeah. and just yep. how she's kind of grating against everyone. Mm. Um, and so this business lady, the owner actually had to take her aside and say, you'd actually be more of a witness if you worked hard. Um, she was, the, the business lady was saying she's wow. one of the worst workers in the business. Mm. Um, and mm. so, yeah, that's, again, I think that can be a problem. We think yeah. um, we've got to be really spiritual and talk about it. But our work ethic yeah. um, and our serving and our loving our workplace um, can make way more of a difference. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and again, that's the danger of, of seeing our, our our place as a as a place mm. to proclaim mm. all the time, it, yeah. you can actually interfere with what you're paid to do there. Yeah, we should, you know, we should be great workers, great yeah. em, great employees, um, working hard to see the business flourish. That's yeah. that's a kingdom idea as well. Definitely. Um, and so yeah, so we've we've said to identify, to pray, to gather, mm. and to serve. That mm. that's a really I think a really handy four handy tips yep. for people who are wanting to see a gospel movement start. Really simple things that one person can mm. do. Um, loving the city if you if you're not in government or you're not got mm. influence around uh, the civic tables and everything like that. If you if you're in a city and you want to start loving mm. your city um, and breaking it down, loving yep. your place by identifying your place, praying into your place, gathering others in your place, and serving yeah. the other people who are in your place. It's yeah. a great start. Um, we've got a bit of time left. I, I wanted to ask you, Letitia, we, we've referred a few times to City Women. Uh, you're the CEO of City Women Toowoomba um, and, and also have been um, catalytic in, in seeing City Women movements um, spark up all over our country. Mm. Um, what, talk through how, how that started. What, what was what's some keys there about you, 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 were, you were a youth pastor in a church. You were, you're inspired by the mayor to start something for the, for the women and girls mm. of our city. What did you do? What 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 advice can you give by telling the story of how this gospel movement started? Yeah, I mean, the first, we were inspired by the mayor and I shared that in a previous podcast, which if you didn't hear, you'll need to go back and listen to. Um, That's but right. But yeah, we just got it. She challenged us to do something. So we thought we'd run camps for non-church girls, which we started to do. Um, and back then, that was just one thing. Um, since then, we've started another 20 or so ministries. And what we've done really is just look at the need in our city and then identify the person with the passion around that need, yeah. which is really important. Um, and then that person with the passion has to gather a team um, because yeah. we don't want just people roaming around by themselves. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just been seeing the need and finding... I'm a firm believer that all the resources um, to reach our city are in our city mm. and they're in our people. And we, yeah, again, we've got to release them and find out what they're passionate about. Mm. So, mm. for instance, we identified that there was no pregnancy support centre in mm. Toowoomba. Mm. 
Um, and 70% of women who have abortions um, said they wouldn't have if they'd been supported. Wow. I mean, so yeah. Christians need to fill this yeah, space. Absolutely. So me and another woman started praying for two years. <laughs> and uh, eventually, actually, she felt called that um, God gave her the passion. She was yeah. a homeschooling mother. Yeah. Had no clue how to start that, but um, because of our City Women Network and women from all different churches working together mm. at one of our City Women breakfasts, she shared her desire and um, eight people that day came forward yeah. and said, this, wow. is, this is on our heart. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this, is, this is such a key because not all the passionate people are going to be in your church yeah. either. So yeah, that's why that's right. the body must work yeah. together. Very good. So she found a businessman, mm. you know, a doctor, um, and, and they've started Toowoomba's first pregnancy wow. support center wow. um, and last year six babies were born women yeah. walked into that place considering abortions mm. they didn't because they were supported brilliant so people are alive today because yeah. um they started what i love about that story too uh, we, we've talked about people who feel like they're in you know not in a not in a place of he heaps of influence but in mm. their place they can start to identify pray gather and serve yeah but every now and again, God does tap a particular person on the yep. shoulder, and yeah. and for for Eva's place, it was the the leader of that of that uh, team, mm. who just felt mm. God tap her on the shoulder, yeah. and and may have felt pretty ordinary, yep. and knowing knowing her, that's how she did feel, yep. and yet there was something about the call of God, and then and then those simple steps, you know, you mm. look at Eva's place now, and you go, mm. wow, that that's mm. that's heavy to set up, yeah. And yet it was a whole bunch of small steps yep. that, that got that got it to that place. Mm. Um, and so I think that's really good advice for people who start to see the need for justice, mm. the need for healing uh, in, mm. in their in their city, uh, yeah. in their place, and starting to think about how they might be able to respond to the call of God. Yeah. It's actually not as scary as it might seem. But there are a series of small steps that will help. Yeah, yeah. well, and it is scary, you know. Mm. And I remember Juliet saying to me at the time, I don't have what it takes. And I said, you're right, you don't. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, but you've got a God who does. Yep. And I think we limit God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, we don't have what it takes, but we just say yes to God. And yeah. um, he... <laughs> <laughs> makes it happen. Can I get a bit preachy for a sec? Is that okay? Only if I can take up an offering. <laughs> yeah. If you want to give digitally, you can. Um, no, I, when you said that, I think of Moses. You know, yeah, Moses. Absolutely. When you look at when you look at Moses, what God called him to do to go back to Egypt mm. and to and to uh, fight for his people to to have them released. He 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 on paper did have what it took because mm. he'd grown up in, mm. in in Pharaoh's palace. Yeah. He was a Hebrew by birth and, and Hebrew by look and all that mm. sort of thing. And so he was the best guy yeah. <laughs> to do the job. Yeah. And so when he, when he says, though, God, I don't have what it takes, mm. you'd expect that God would say, actually, mm. you do. I've prepared you for this. Yeah. But he doesn't say that. God <laughs> says, I will be with you. Yeah. That's his promise. It's, yeah. not, it's not, I've actually prepared you and I've given you everything you need. That's it. He says, I will be with you. Yeah. And so, you know, if Moses didn't have what it took to do that job none of us have the yeah. <laughs> what it takes but god's promise to all of us is i will be with you and I, I, that like we've got all our practical points here but that that one thing it's i huge. think is huge yeah. whether you're thinking of um your place and and you know the, the, the what god's calling you to and as you pray as you identify pray mm. gather and serve or if you're thinking about an issue of injustice or pain in your city that you want to minister into you know what you don't have what it takes yeah but god's promise is i will be with you so yeah. do it afraid do it afraid. Mm. I like that. Mm. Very good. Do it afraid. Yep. On that note, we're signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. Good times. Goodbye. <laughs>